here we go again what's up y'all no (laughs) i'm just teasing you hello hello welcome to the black nanny podcast my name is taisha perry and amongst other things i am a black nanny and that's for the newbies hi newbies if you got my beginning joke that means that you went over to the mindset podcast and gave those fellas a little listen i had to steal their intro for a second (laughs) um seriously if you haven't given them a little listen and you're a grown folk and you would uh rather listen to some grown folk topics besides uh my topics (laughs) that have everything to do with children and and all that. If you want to escape the children and have some adult conversations, go on over to the Mindset Podcast. Give those guys some love and tell them Black Nanny sent you. I'm just kidding. You don't have to tell them that. They won't know. (laughs) They will know. I'm just kidding. They give so much great support um, to the Black Nanny Podcast over on Instagram. I have to shout them out every now and then. And... My other suggestion to my Zootown people, if you're looking for a podcast group that's kind of close to home, that fits the uh, weird (laughs) Missoula, keep Montana weird style, um, you will like my other set of friends, and that's Weird Weird Ones Podcast. Give them a chance. If you're into podcasts and you want to get away from the kid realm, those two will go. All right? Go to those two. Like I said, tell them the Black Nanny sent ya. All right, let's get to it. How are you guys doing? I said hi to the newbies. I didn't say hi to all my my returning people. Hi, you guys. It's going to be very very soon actually probably the next couple of episodes you hear after this episode i don't think i'll be saying anything to the newbies because um our newbie <laughs> trickle is start our newbie flow is starting to just become a trickle which is fine then that means you know you guys are coming back and and that's great so uh thank you for giving me a chance if you're a newbie i don't know that noise is me like patting on stuff <laughs> I apologize. I'm a pattering clapper and snapper, so I find it hard to keep my hands still. My bad. (laughs) Anyway, if you are listening in for the first time, welcome. I'm glad you're here. And if you are coming back, welcome. I'm especially glad that you are here. So, shall we get to the episode? Yeah, we're going to get to the episode. Look at that. The intro is only like three minutes. Cool, cool. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to shorten the intros, give you guys a hello, give you the episode, and then, you know, move on to the, to the next episode so I don't waste your time. <laughs> it's hard, though. I'm a, I'm a chatty Cathy. So... We're going to get right to the episode, and it's under five minutes. Ha ha ha, how you like me now? You won't believe me when I tell you that I have recorded this episode four times now. 
this is the fifth time that I'm going to record this episode. And I'm going to try to stick to my notes. Yes, I write notes. Sometimes I write full scripts. I just don't always use them. I should. Yeah, I'd be able to avoid uh, having to redo this four times. (laughs) Before I jump directly into it, I do have to make sure that I include this part in the episode. And that is a great big smooch and a thank you to the man who is behind the Black Nanny podcast. That is Daniel. I call him D. That's who. (laughs) For those of you who listened to me while I was a co-host on The Babbling Queens, he is Mr. London. Um, He is the man that does everything that I need him to do for me. He he just, he's, he's got it. I think of myself as a gangly giraffe with the temperament of a little chihuahua. Like, (laughs) I'm just so anxious, so worried about things going well and looking strange while I'm doing it. (laughs) And um, he's like a calmative. He keeps me nice and calm, relaxes me, just kind of... Just, just being in his presence kind of helps me stay collected. So uh, it's, it's nice. And um, he's super supportive. Uh, we do not live in the same countries. So traveling is a must. You can imagine right now how the traveling is going with things the way they are in the world right now. But we're making it work. As a matter of fact, we just celebrated three years. (laughs) That's why I was gone. I was gone for for a good little minute. And uh, I did no work. I did no work at all. Because I took my own advice. And it leads into this episode that I'm doing right now. So remember, this is just my two cents just uh, from my experiences it's just my opinion okay there's nothing official over this way my degree was in in writing it was in English so that's it (laughs) and I've been in education that's that's all I'm certified in okay so Dee and I have lived Um, in separate countries now for the past, well, you know, we've always lived (laughs) in our own country, but, you know, we've been together for the last three years and it has been very, uh, challenging sometimes to make sure that we see each other as often as we would like to see each other. Now, obviously we don't We don't get to see each other as often as we would like, but we get to see each other uh, before all of this stuff started. Um, We got to see each other quite often um, and uh, physically, you know, quite often in the same country. When we're not in the same country, we are on the phone quite often, (laughs) quite a lot. And um, he and I have date nights 
just like married couples, unmarried couples, married couples with children, married couples without children. You know, this works for those who have kids. Um, and obviously, it's setting up a base in order to model it for your kids. But even if you're deciding not to have children or you haven't had children yet, it's a very good way to start your base. You build up now and then when and if you have children in the future, um, you'll be set. You won't be struggling to throw something together because you will already have practice and practice makes habit and habits usually stay. So just as I push modeling with reading and other behavior that you want to encourage in your kids, uh, bedtimes, bath times, table manners, modeling, 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 modeling. What you do, they will do. You show what behavior that that is uh, is appropriate, and that's what they follow. Children look to you for cues, for emotional cues, when they are not sure how to feel or not sure how to react. They look at you to see how you respond so that they then know how to respond. So just as it is with those things, so it is with uh seeing healthy affection, um, seeing how you show affection with your significant other. You know, um, it's very easy for children to receive a lot of affection from uh, their parents and from siblings and from grandmas and grandpas and uncles and aunts. You know, everybody comes over and they're fawning over the baby, fawning over the toddler, fawning over the children, kissing, loving, giving them hugs, all that great signs of affection. That's wonderful. Children should definitely be a part of that. That's healthy and they should, they should see it. They should be a part of it. That's all good and well, but sometimes it seems like the kinds of affection between partners is at least in in what I've observed, just talking about my small limited observations, yeah, <laughs> that um there seems to be a mm, not even that they're suppressing it, but that there's just no sign of affection at all amongst partners, or that there's less and less signs of affection. Um, once children are introduced and I can see how it can be easy to slip into a mode of parent and or you know the the mommy mode (laughs) or or the uh, the cook mode or um, the snow shoveler mode you know where you're you're just focusing on on whatever it is that you're doing um and and then you just switch from one mode to the next mode depending on what job you're handling at the time uh you sometimes forget that you know there's a you mode you know you exist outside of just the things that you do or the things that you contribute uh to the family um 
and and that should also be expressed you know your your own personality if you are a a dancer not only do i expect what i expect your children to be exposed to uh the dance world and to music and to rhythm and to whatever other things that come along with with being in your dance world uh i also don't expect you to just drop everything from dance you know they they should if if you are um an active and practicing dancer and and you have to do strength training and and rehearsals and um lifting weights and and restricting your diet and whatever the case may be whatever it is that you're doing your child is observing and watching you do it you know if you're preparing for a marathon your your child becomes inspired by watching you do you see what I'm saying they they watch you and then they model after you and that's not you forcing something upon them it's you um having having your own passions and having your own um dreams and then they see the the drive or the uh the ambition behind it and then they decide you know I want to be ambitious like that or I want to have that same drive or or they decide they don't they could also do that <laughs> my point being is you you model it that way you should also model it this way it should be modeled that and it's however you want to to set up your family if prayer is what is prioritized in your family that's what you set set up right if um everyone taking their own time to have just quiet time with themselves you know in, in a separate space everyone in their own separate space you know once once it's safe i'm not talking about deserting babies i'm just saying you know if you've got older kids you know and let them have uh space in their their room for for 5 minutes for 10 minutes you know whatever you can trust them with where they just have their alone time no brothers no sisters no mom or dad no no one's invading their space just allowing them to enjoy uh themselves for 5 10 minutes 15 minutes whatever it is and that goes for mom and dad and everyone else and everyone else in the household that way they can have a moment to themselves completely and fully inside of a full house have a moment to themselves maybe that's what you prioritize in your family no matter what it is um the the connection that you and your significant other make that are are going to be raising that child or starting that family comprises that family um that's your base and you take care of your base before you can take care of anything you cannot give from something that's empty you can't pour out of an empty jar you know you, you you just can't you can want to <laughs> you can want to give all the water in the world but if you don't have any to be you don't have any to give so it's that important don't think that it's because it's a small thing because you know oh they know that 
they love me or they know that I love them. And, and of course we, you know, we have this kid to raise together and, you know, everything is, is, is not about your kid. You're, you still exist as a person, as a human being outside of your child. So does your significant other. And once your child becomes old enough to, uh, find a significant other of their own, you know what I mean? Then your job is done. They've, uh, and then they will be hopefully having their, you know, their own children to, you know, so, so you will, while you will still be a parent and you will always be their mother, their father, whatever the case may be, you will need to have a relationship, a connection, uh, a bond with your significant other outside of your children. And and again, that's if you are raising them together in a family. Okay. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about people who are um, deciding to raise their kids separately or happen to raise their kids separately. And if you are a single parent um, household, my hat's off to you. (laughs) And it doesn't matter which parent is is the single one or which household you are a part of. Um, It's hard doing it as just a dad. It's hard as doing it as just a mom. It's hard as doing it as just a dad on one side and just a mom on the other side, but the mom and dad are co-parenting. And I mean, it's, it's hard. And uh, my hat's off to you, everyone. Uh, and their situation is different and the, the struggle is real. I feel the struggle in either sides. Um, if you are in a single family home and you are dating, um, that's not this podcast. That's not this particular episode. I'm in no, I, I'm in no way, shape or form in any sort of uh, mind to tell anybody what they should and should not be doing as far as dating and and even less about as far as dating and their their kids because I I don't have children and even if I did have children um your children are not my children my children are not your children (laughs) so you know you you do what you uh see fit um as their parents I will I will offer this just extra little two cents in and then we'll move on and be done I will offer this I think it's important that children have very positive um, role models in their lives and that those role models be consistent consistency is is what um, I value uh, the most I guess right now because you can have someone who uh, intends to do things and says that they'll do things, but then they only do it when it's convenient for them or halfway through or just because it's it's a part of their life then and then something else changes. You know, everyone's entitled to their own kind of life, right? And 
no one owes anyone, especially when they're in relationships. Once the relationship ends, no one really is owed anything. Um, But when there are children involved, but when there are children involved, it's a little, it's a bit stickier. It's a little harder to um, reconcile not only for the children to reconcile when things change drastically for them, um, but hard to reconcile if it, if it happens more than than once. I, I hope I've I hope I've made sense. I'm not trying to insult anyone, but um, I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say is I would want consistency more than anything. Um, out of a good role model they would need to be a good role model but then they would also need to be consistent and it would need to be something on a serious fashion and where I thought that um, that consistency was going to be given and was going to be given you know for, for a fair amount of time not just for a fleeting amount of time. I hope that makes sense. If it doesn't, forgive me, it's late. (laughs) But all of that is to say, uh, don't underestimate um, how important it is to make time for your significant other. Do not underestimate the fact that uh, the connection that you share with your significant other is, is what makes your foundation that is what makes up your base so the stronger that foundation the longer that foundation has been established uh, the easier it is to build upon it Um, and once you have children and or um, start new careers or uh, make advancements in life or or even have falls in life you know as as you traverse through your trials and tribulations kind of thing as well as your successes you know you will need each other you will need to depend on each other as well as for raising uh your children if you have children or plan to have children you will need each other you will both need each other and that child or those children will need the both of you so don't underestimate that connection and don't forget about that connection um let's go to some more don'ts don't make it complicated date night does not have to be something long and and you know uh, super planned out it doesn't have to be the renewing of vows it doesn't it doesn't have to be any of, of that um now it doesn't have to be a uh, dinner and a movie every single time. <laughs> I'm, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm not putting down dinners and movies. I'm just saying, um, if it's becoming monotonous, switch it up. If you can't do it at night, do it in the mornings when you can. Do it for breakfast. Um, if you can't um, do a full evening. You know, it, but you can chop it up through a day, every one day. Fine. Great. Do it that way. If you can only 
do it once a month right now until um, you know you finish this project in three fine start out with doing it once a month if you need to schedule it schedule it if you are more of a spontaneous kind of uh, person and you can just you know call her Wednesday and be like yeah Wednesday afternoon, me and you. <laughs> if you got it like that, do it like that. You know, that's whatever fits your schedule. If you are super busy or you're working on something right now, say one of you is in school or both of you is in school and working and maybe have a baby or a baby on the way, <laughs> on the way, you know, you're going to have to work hard at, at, at smushing uh, some of those date nights might have to be study nights. Some of those or, or might have to be break times in between the study nights. Use your imagination. It doesn't have to be something super elaborate where you spend a bunch of money or even have to spend a lot of time and therefore spend a lot of money on, on childcare if you have, have kids around. It can be something that's just in your house while the kids are asleep kind of thing or while they're staying over at grandma's house whatever the case may be figure it out prioritize it so that it is important to you schedule it so that it doesn't run away from you you know you you have it in your head to have it done you know to to do something in the next week or so and the next week turns into four weeks five weeks and six weeks and the only person that's really noticed is your significant other and they're about ready to walk out the door (laughs) so don't make a big deal out of it don't forget it schedule it once you schedule it and and don't don't weasel out of it if you schedule it then really take that time off and really prior i know it's hard but, but do it. Do it for yourself. Do it for your significant other. And do it for the children that are watching and are ready to model that right after here. Okay? If you don't have any ideas, you are a fibber because you have all the ideas that you need at the tips of your fingers right now. It's in your hand where it's sitting on your counter or it's in your pocket or in your purse the point is don't make any excuses don't slack off make a time for a date night the last don't is this and it's actually the biggest don't don't go into your date night and use your date night as a way to hash out your problems Now, I am not saying don't hash out your problems. (laughs) Calling Dr. Kirk. I am not saying uh, you shouldn't talk about your issues or struggles or um, things or concerns that you have in your relationship. I'm not saying that at all. By all means, you should have healthy conversations um, about things, healthy and honest conversations about things. I'm just saying that's not during date night or doing your date brunch 
or during your morning coffee that you are deeming as your date time because it's the only time during the day you can have your significant other all to yourself. I'm saying don't use those times as the times to um, bring up touchy subjects because what ends up happening is we use those times to make the other person feel bad or to make them feel guilty about something or to accuse them of something and and it might not necessarily be purposeful um, but it's a response of, of your fear or apprehension or whatever of something you know it could be a million and one cases have those conversations that you need to have most definitely there are some hard conversations that unfortunately couples have to have with one another they're hard conversations and we all have to have them but in order for you to have healthy relationships you 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 know you have to go ahead and sit down and talk it out for a little bit that's fine grab some beers grab some wings hash it out and call it your hash out tuesdays or your hash out thursdays or your i don't care what you call it but don't call it your date night don't make that your date night or your date day you know what i mean I'm just saying that when you do get a chance to finally spend some date time with your significant other, only use that time to enjoy each other's company. Do something fun together. Um, and if it's not particularly fun for for one of you, uh, I wouldn't do too many of those either. You know what I mean? Do something that both of you enjoy every now and then. I think it's it could be fun and funny depending on the temperament of your partner. Uh, it can be funny to take them to do something that you know they'll hate. You might love it. <laughs> and you know they'll despise it. Okay. But if you're going to do that, then the next time that uh, you take them out, take them to something that you know they will just absolutely love and you'll despise you know what I mean you you do a little compromise a little give and a little take but your time on your date should be fun time it should be fun don't make it not fun all right I'm going to get to the end of it so Do not take your connection to your partner for granted, nor feel comfortable neglecting them for the sake of the kids. It won't do you well with your kids, and it won't win any favor with your partner. That's all there is.